Gotcha. Okay. We're recording now. Okay. Now that I'm on board with what the hell's going on, <laughs> and we have recording devices going on. Everything's good. <sighs> that was stressful. Okay. Hey, murder lovers. My name's Mackenzie. This is Patina. And you're listening to Stranger Danger, a true crime podcast. Welcome back. Did I say murder lover? Like, was that even a word that came out? I was like, hey, murder lover. Hey, murder lover. Hey, murder lover. All right. Today... You ask, we answer your burning questions. I have no idea what these are. I know, which is always my favorite part. So, okay. the little background, if you will. So, this week I'm doing two episodes. One will be on Patreon. Yep. And that is going to be Taylor. Uh, the only way I know how to pronounce her name is Show Business, because that's, that's what it looks like. It's the woman who, if you guys have seen on the news or on media or whatever, she cut off her boyfriend's head right so if you are not subscribed to patreon go to patreon.com slash stranger danger podcast yep and sign up for one of the tiers and you'll get access to that episode but i didn't want to do two cases this week i just like wasn't feeling it (laughs) so i got on instagram and i was like would you guys like to see us do a q a chit chat answer your questions type thing i didn't think people would be interested in in it overwhelmingly they were oh cool all the votes were like give it to me so, i am so glad right now that i'm not good at social media because i had no idea this was happening and have no idea what the questions are perfect so. i do all right so some questions if they're like person specific i'll let you know okay um otherwise we'll just like give our input okay okay so, first question I feel like that is most appropriate wait, to start wait. off. Are these art like about us, about like true crime, about literally anything? Oh, could. I just said anything. you guys okay. literally ask us. My post was, What do you want to know? Ask us your case questions, podcast questions, personal for either Mackenzie or Fatina or both, us as friends, individuals. All topics are potentially on the table. Right. Like, not Peterson. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that was. <laughs> That is my answer to one of the questions. <laughs> so there will be, um, if you're here and you're like, uh, I only want like true crime stuff, we're going to talk about some crimey things. Okay. We're going to talk about some things It's just between us friends. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to rekindle like the friendship. I'm kind of scared now. I'm kind of scared now. <laughs> there was only one question on here that I was like, Ugh. I don't know. We'll see. We'll okay. see if I feel like answering it. It's for me, not for us. Okay. So um, first question that I feel like is a good one to start with. We got a question from, let me make sure, from Samantha. And I said, like, if you want to stay anonymous, you sign your name with an A. So I know. Otherwise, I will shout you out. But Samantha and then also um, Victoria, they both kind of asked a similar question. Victoria wanted to know, how did you guys meet? Um, And Samantha asked, how did you guys become friends? And why did you decide to start the podcast? Okay. Yeah. You have a better memory than I do. Okay. I don't know the exact day that you and I met, but the background story is I, my nearest, dearest, closest, you know, like she gets me. She gets me in a way that other people don't get me is Fatina's wife, Kara. So Kara and I met at work. Um, We worked together. She sat behind me at work. Our desks were cubicles Um, yeah we had cubicles I sat in front of her she sat behind me um 
and we became friends. Uh, like, we just had both, like, very off-putting personalities <laughs> that drew us to each other <laughs> in whatever way. Wasn't that, like, sometime, uh, one time Kara answered someone? And, yeah, well, was this wasn't, story? this happened after we became friends, but that's when I knew yeah. that, like, this was a lifelong friend. <laughs> Kara got a phone call from somebody, and... The person was, like, really antagonizing. The call was very escalated. Kara's, like, even keeled when she's on the phones. And the person was, like, baiting her and was, like, Ooh, what? why aren't you – why don't you want to do it? Are you scared? And ask Kara if she's scared. Are you scared? <laughs> and Kara was, like, in the most deadpan voice I've ever heard, she goes, I'm not scared of anything. <laughs> and I was, like, ooh. <laughs> like, whole body chills. I was, like, ah. <laughs> That's my wife. <laughs> but it also made me laugh because I have answered that same question, but yep. I answer it a little differently. I say, the only thing I'm afraid of is my mom and Jesus. Like, <laughs> you are not one of them. That's a Southern answer. Yeah. <laughs> That's my Midwest roots yep. coming out. So anyway, um, I became friends with Kara. She invited me over to whatever things you guys had going on here. Yeah. That's how I met you. Right. Was coming over here. I don't remember specifically the day or what it was, but... Kara is the one that introduced one us. of the first like actual interactions I think I remember is our our bachelorette party. I was friends with you guys long before that I though, know. because otherwise I wouldn't have been in the wedding party. I know. No, with yes, but for me it's like big moments and th- <laughs> yeah. That's I, a big moment. Yeah, it's a big moment. That was. The I night, remember your face then. I remember that was the night you wore a romper. Yes, it and- is. <laughs> We're going there? Okay, fine. Had to go to the bathroom. (laughs) And yeah, if you wear a romper, you know that you can't just like go to the bathroom without getting fully naked and that you we were outside. (laughs) Yes, that is true. That is correct. (laughs) That's one of the like most significant memories I have of that night. (laughs) It's like turning around and being like, what did oh oh okay, we're doing memory I have of that night. Um, and then I do remember when we decided to start a podcast, it was years later, years later, um, because I met Kara when I was 22. I'm 30 now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Time has flown. <laughs> like every time I say I'm 30, I'm like, oh. ah! <laughs> am I? Um, so years later, a couple years ago in 2019, you and I were both listening to Morbid podcast yep. at the time. Obsessively. Obsessively. Yeah. And I want to say it was... Well, actually, let me interject there. I had not actually heard any single podcast ever before you said, here, listen to Morbid's Toy Box Killer. Yeah. And I, it, it was like an episode that I was like, I, I hated it. it yeah. Was... But you're like, but you have to like... You were trying to But I knew you would. Yeah, I knew you'd be into it. So I sent it to you because I knew you were, like, the only person I knew that could stomach it. Right. And then I want to say it was Kara and Jake's birthday. Mm-hmm. It was in September of 2019, and we were talking about true crime at yeah. your guys' barbecue, and you looked at me and said, we could do that. We should start a podcast. Yeah. And then in October, we started it. Yep. Halloween. Halloween. 2019. Yeah. And that's how we are where we are. Yeah. It took us a while, too, to... We had pages and pages of, like, what should we call it? What should we do? What should we, we had do a artwork? Name. We had a name, and we scratched the name last minute and sat at... What Kara's, was it? 
It was going to be, we were trying to figure out between killed it and killing it. Oh, that's right. That's right. But neither one of them were sitting well with us. And so we were at Kara's parents' house one night and we were like, all right, let's just start like going through stuff. Yep. And I, at one point said stranger danger and we both looked at each other and was like, that's it. That's it. Just makes sense. Yep. Here we are. That's funny. That's our... It's our origin story. story. <laughs> <laughs> it's our origin story. That's how Stranger Danger came to be. Katie asked, what is your favorite true crime show? Ooh. Is this like a both of us question? Yeah. Okay. So I love, mm, I really do like 2020. Okay. I love 2020 because it's consistent. It's there for me every single week. I, I know the path they follow every single time. Mm-hmm. It's an easy background show. Uh, let's see what other true crime. That's like your number one, though? I, I mean, that's the one I keep going back to. Yeah. Yeah. What else is there? <laughs> My favorite is actually the Netflix special. It's not like a continual show. It was the Netflix special on the Night Stalker. It's called oh. Night Stalker, uh, The Hunt for a Serial Killer about Richard Ramirez. Yep. I okay. watched that three times. Did you really? Yeah, three times. See, that's the thing about me. I don't ever, I've never been a person to rewatch a thing. Me neither. Oh, okay. And that, I mean, I rewatch really like sitcoms. And oh. I rewatch movies sometimes, but I don't rewatch shows and I don't like, I don't rewatch like Netflix things and that kind of stuff. So I knew that I liked it when I watched it three times. Yeah. That's a sign. Yeah. I mean, the only movie I've like rewatched over and over again are Grease. That's why it's my favorite movie. Yes. <clears throat> I don't know what's happening to my voice. And, um, I'm sorry, I'll try to, and the second is, uh, Mean Girls. I can watch Mean Girls really? on the loop. Actually, oh I did when we were just uh, we were just renovating this house. That's the only movie I had downloaded, um, and I just kept watching it over. I didn't even have to like actually be seeing it because I would be picturing it the entire time. So That's hilarious. I don't rewatch a lot of stuff, um, but yeah, as far as true crime goes, my go to is Twenty Twenty. Um, Unsolved Mysteries is an oldie but a goodie that I can always just put in the background. Yeah. But I don't like rewatch stuff. The only one I have rewatched is the Jinx, and that was because the first time I kind of trailed off. Didn't understand. Right, I didn't yeah. like follow the, the what was happening, and it wasn't until you made it make sense to me that I was like, oh my god, I have to go back and watch it, and it all made sense and everything yeah. fell into place. But that's funny because I actually did a Q and A on our Instagram at one point where I was like answering questions one mm-hmm. night because I couldn't sleep. And somebody asked, what's your favorite case you've ever covered? Mm. And I had several answers for different reasons. But the Jinx was one of my favorite cases I've ever covered. I'll ask you this as an actual question. But one of my favorite cases I've ever covered was the Jinx because I felt like it connected to so many people because they did what you did. They went back and actually watched it. And they're like, now I get it. And people, like, reach out to me all the time. They're like, you made me love this Good. case and made me understand this case. And, like, I really yeah. liked the way you told it. And I was like, oh, my and heart. It was, and it was relevant at the time because yeah. it was actually in the it news. It was happening. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I actually knew what was happening. What yeah. is your favorite case you've ever covered? Oh, yeah. Like you said, there's multiple for different reasons. Um, I know my favorite case you've ever covered. I know you. I know the case you yeah. like that I covered. But, um I think uh, Luca Magnata is close to my heart. 
which is the weirdest thing to say out loud. But I mean, <laughs> half the stuff that comes out of our mouths is weird to say out loud. But it's um, it's just because a it's our first episode. We were just yeah. we literally had just sat down. It was just so emotional. Like oh my gosh, we're actually doing this podcast thing. Yeah. And it's gotten such a good response. Our quality was terrible. Awful. Awful. We were sharing one mic. Yeah. And we were in a room that was, you know. Too big. Bouncing everything off the walls. So. And then it just happened. You picked that episode. And literally two weeks later, Netflix Netflix announced that they were going to be doing that as a show. And we couldn't believe the coincidence of it. So we're like, that's, you know, that's a sign that we're Mm -hmm. doing something good. That we, you know, we're choosing the right cases. So it was um, because of that, that uh, it's, you know, near and dear. And I I know it inside and out. Um, I'm trying to look around the room to see if there's any other cases that are that are sticking out. And, you know, I I really do like, and this is going to sound weird, I really like discussing the Peterson case. <clears throat> Just because there was so much back and forth between us. And it it showed a lot of, like, you know, how stuff can be interpreted and, and it you know, revealed a lot about our legal system mm-hmm. and, and, and it was just the case that everyone knows. So we had to be very critical about, you know, what we discussed, how we researched, and we did so much research for it that that's just another case that if anyone wants to talk about it, I'm like, I, we, we can talk days. We can talk date, time, stamps, everything about this case. So, um, yeah, those are the two cases that are, that I definitely, uh, remember them oh and the one with um oh what's her name tamla hosford oh yeah 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 that's horseford that one's such a question mark to me yes it's just the mystery behind it as far as unsolved cases that's a that's a good one i don't love unsolved cases (laughs) yeah my favorite case you've ever done was the eastburn murders it's episode 93 if you want to go listen to it um loved it loved it loved it Um, but it's funny that you bring up Scott Peterson because one of the questions I have been asked in the past that I was going to throw into this is like, what case do you regret covering or what was your least favorite case you have covered? And Mm. so Scott Peterson one was mine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I regretted, I regretted how we did it because you and I both acknowledged the way we set it up. It tested our friendship too. As a joint episode. (laughs) So what you guys don't know is that we sat down to film that one and we were at odds about, and I film, but record. We sat down to record that one, and we were at odds about what happened or, like, things around the case and everything like that. And I remember at one point I said some – I found some piece of evidence that I brought into it, and I remember you looking at me, and you had that reaction of, like, because you didn't find it, you questioned me yeah. whether it was it true or not. It, it became got personal. personal. Yeah. And I remember we walked away from it. We both didn't like how mm-hmm. it turned out. And then you told me, you said, I realized that like my feelings got brought into it. Yep. And I went on the defense. Yep. And it, it was, it was testing two how hours we were, of that. Yeah. It was testing how we yeah. were communicating with each other. Yeah. And we felt like we were fighting each other. Yes. So we scrapped it. We sat down to do it again. And it's still like... I never loved how it turned out. I never, I, it just got too complicated with us like debating it. I felt like I wanted to sit down and just do it completely differently. Which, We've decided since that we won't do joint episodes yes, again. Yes. If it so did it was a anything, learning. if it did anything 
at all for yeah. us um, as far as us growing as you know podcast yeah. partners and also as friends. We're like we're as far as the how we're running this thing. We're gonna keep it how we had it, which is hopefully I'll surprise yeah. you with a case. Um, and the listeners are listening, you know, at the same time as you are. So yeah. you're getting that same experience or they're getting that same experience as the other person who hasn't heard it. Because the the joint one. It pitted us against yep. each other. Yeah. Rather than us telling each other a story. Right. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. love that. The other thing I didn't like <clears throat> about that case is I've never had to clarify my intentions so much. Oh, yeah. I was constantly telling people. I'm not saying he's innocent. All I'm saying is that there yep. wasn't enough evidence to convict him. And that's yeah. a very different. Right. Those things mean two very different things. Right. But I got the nastiest comment from somebody that called me a jackass and like all kinds of other names about like I how I was like an incel for brains or whatever. Oh, wow. Because they're like, if you think he's innocent. And I was like, but I never said that. Right. And I had to tell people that literally as as the letter on a of the weekly law. basis. Oh, I man. never said that. And it was so frustrating to me. Yeah. So that was my least favorite. And I'm over sitting here saying, like, what's Instagram? What? Yeah. Are you- <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, it definitely, um, I don't regret it. Um, could we have done it differently even than, mm-hmm. I mean, a third time? Third time probably would have been the charm. Yep. Which is uh lesson learned that we won't do joint ones again. Yeah. Unless it's. I mean, unless we're on the same side of the fence, I think. Yes, but but then again, it's hard because you don't know what the person is researching or yeah. what they find. You end up stepping on toes, so we won't do it um, unless we're on location and we're filming something. It's a place. Yeah, it yeah. has to be a place, not a person. Right? Yeah. No, no, no. Um, Emily asked, "What was your game changer true crime case?" I don't know if like this is just for the podcast in life, anything like that. I'm going to open it up for interpretation and say, like, for me, the way I'm interpreting this question is, like, Mm -hmm. what case do I think changed the game for stuff for our generation? Mm. That's at least how I'm going to answer it. Okay. Um, But if you want to answer it a different way as far as, like, the podcast or something like that for game changers, feel free. You go ahead first if you find My (laughs) game-changing case as, like, my generation goes is OJ. Oh, yeah. I think OJ was the game changer for media and how media handles cases. I think it was a game changer for how perception impacts outcome. And I think we saw a lot of lost faith in the system with that case. Um, I think it proved a lot as far as what was going on with LA County at the time. Um, I think that one, I mean, literally places shut down to like find out like what was going to be the verdict on that one. I I just think that that was so monumental for our time. Yeah. I would say our, a game changer for me, uh, we about to get personal was when we recorded a full episode and we released it and we realized for lack of a better term, it was too fresh. I thought about that case earlier today. Yeah. And we won't say the name because we do have an agreement with the family. Right. That we will not release this episode. We pulled it within 24 hours. Um, It was, I think that was the episode we learned the most from. Yep. It was too close to our community. It was too fresh. Yep. 
And it was it gruesome. Was, it was. And it was a really good reminder that there are real people that are impacted by these cases. Yep. And I think what we learned the most from is when the family reached out to us, again, that will remain nameless, and asked us to pull it, immediately some of the reactions were to dig in our heels and be like, no, we have a right. Right. And then going back to the humanity piece of it and how people are affected by it and the pain that these kind of things cause was such a learning opportunity and humbling. And I think that yep. that we had a choice at that point to decide to um, keep it up and be assholes, keep it up, be assholes and monetize or whatever it might be off of this. Right. Or remember that this is about the victims and do right by the victims. Right. And we did right by the victims. Yeah. And as, you know, as respectful as we thought we were, because we were treading lightly, knowing that it was so fresh. Um, like she said, I don't think that, you know, for anyone that's been with us from the beginning or if you've listened through it, through all of our episodes, you, you wouldn't notice because we replaced it with a new episode and the numbers, mm -hmm. there's no, you know, missing numbers in the sequence. So you wouldn't have noticed that we took down an episode, but it definitely changed how we did things moving forward yep. for sure. Because, it was our biggest learning experience. Yeah. And like she said, it was humbling. We, you know, as people, as friends at as mm -hmm. podcasters together, we, as soon as we got the message from the family member, we, we called each other and we're like, we're, we're taking it down. down. Right. Yeah. Yep. And we just agreed. We're like, yep, that's the right thing to do. Yep. And, um, yeah, we weren't going to, we, we had to and remember that there yeah. was, this is, you know, there is victims, there is families that, um, for old cases, you know, you forget that. And, yeah. and the thing about that case, which really opened my eyes about that too, was that the, the family, you know, said, and there's other podcasts out there that still have the story up. Yeah. Um, and Maybe they're bigger fish that the family couldn't get through to or something, but yeah. Um, but for us, it was it was an easy decision. Yep. Um, but yeah, definitely changed my perspective moving forward. Yep, agreed. Okay. Um, Cheyenne asked, "Hi, Cheyenne. Hi, Cheyenne. Hi, Cheyenne. <laughs> Cheyenne asked, what got you both into true crime?" Oh, I'm nosy. <laughs> i love that that's the simplest truest answer for me i like i okay hold on i just let me let me gather myself but really it's like i am nosy by like nature and i like figuring out stuff i like solving problems i like being in the know ever since i was a kid i I honestly thought I was going to do, like, blood splatter analysis, like Dexter. Mm -hmm. Before there was a Dexter, I was like, I, I really want to do blood splatter analysis. I just thought it was the coolest thing. Um, but I've always, uh, man, see, I grew up in L.A. <laughs> where I could go outside, eat my push pop, and listen to my neighbors fighting, and I'm sitting there just 
listening and yeah. enjoying it all. I'm just like, oh, oh no, she, she caught you cheating. You're, yeah. you're, you're fucked up. You you're know? in trouble. You're in trouble. And this is like as a kid. So I think it's just that nosiness for me um, and just wanting to find out what happened, what's going on, what's behind the closed doors. You know, mm-hmm. how is this, how does this, something like this happen in people's lives? That's what gets me interested in, in true crime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, it was like being young and always having an interest in dark things. Mm. I had an interest in the Holocaust from a very young age. Mm. Like I read as much as I could about it. I had an interest in um, Alcatraz at a very, very young age. My mom at one point thought it was very strange that she was buying (laughs) Alcatraz books for a fifth grader, but I was like consumed by it. Um, I loved everything about it. And so like I got into these really dark topics that I found really interesting. And it just kind of like one thing led to another. You don't get into Alcatraz and don't get into true crime. Like Alcatraz is true crime, you know? So here we are. Yeah. Yeah. We're just a little dark and twisted. Yeah. A little dark and twisty. (laughs) Like Grey's Anatomy. Um, What's the case that freaked you out the most? That freaked me out the most. The case that freaked me out the most, I wouldn't say it freaked me out on a personal level, um, but I never cared for the Bill Bonin case. That was number 18. You covered him. Um, And he was the freeway killer, and he terrorized boys out of his Ecoline van. Yeah. And... Um, hated, hated that. It's so funny because, like, I I don't know what it is, but there's something to me about when the victims are young boys Mm. that really gets me in the pit of my stomach. And I don't know what that is because it should just be children. And it is children in general, but especially young boys that I'm just... I don't know. It's really uh, upsetting for me. Uh, what's, what always gives me the heaps is, um, they're, they're the cases that involve either cannibalism or mm-hmm. people's heads in pots. So that's fair. Um, so hello kitty. Yeah. Murder so that we did. Them, um, the guy on the Greyhound bus. Yep. Probably. There's, what's his name there? Nathan something. Oh, Nathan Barr. Nathan Barr. Something. Something. Uh, and then Joel Guy Jr. He put his head's, uh, his mom's head in a pot. And there's, yeah, Nathan Barr is the one that like wrote up the recipes and potentially. Just... Nathaniel Barr Jonah is episode yes. 24. Where he, um, potentially fed it to his neighbors like yeah so those freak me out because it's like oh man if you already didn't like potlucks then there's another reason to not like potlucks so this i um i was looking at this i we got a similar question a long time ago when i was thinking about filming something and i ended up not filming it but i said anything with cannibalism sodomy and incest I'm always like, Ugh. like, um, yeah. was it Andreas Pandy that you did that? No, that wasn't. No, him. That, you did that. I think. I did that one. There's one where you, I feel like you did it where it was like a family incestual situation. I, I hate that. Yeah, but no, eating people, 
Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. This one was funny. I can't, I still can't think of an answer for it. Um, Catherine asked if you could spend the day with any singer, dead or alive, who would it be? Hi, Catherine. That's Selena. I knew that would be your answer. Yeah. I knew that would yeah. be your answer. Oh my gosh. Selena. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Anything for Selena's. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, I can't even think of another option. <laughs> my no. brain is blocked. Like, nope. If you get one wish, that's it. <laughs> Mine, I, it's funny because the singers and artists that I like are not people I would want to spend my time around. Hmm. Come I, join me and Selena. <laughs> well, like, my answer always would have been growing up, it always would have been Michael Jackson. Mm. Now that I'm an adult, I don't know that I would want to, he's already tainted, let's be honest. Yeah. He's already tainted. Yeah. But I don't know that I would want to taint it further by, like, spending time with him as a human. Mm. Um, same thing. Like I love Eminem. Um, I love logic. I'm like very into like, I'm very into rap. So like, but I don't want to go and hang out with Eminem. I don't want to go hang out with Jack Harlow. I don't want to go hang out with, I might hang out with logic. No, I'd hang out with logic. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't know that he's number one on my list. Um, I don't want to go hang out with Lil Wayne. Um, you know, but I, I'll bump their music. If you would have asked me this in college, I would have a hundred percent said Snoop Dogg. Because I, I don't want to hang out with Snoop Dogg either. So many times, I, I mean... <laughs> I feel like I'd pre- be bored. Well, you'd be high as hell. That's why I feel like I would be bored. <laughs> I don't like, know that he does anything <laughs> worth being... Like, maybe, like, Snoop Dogg if he's cooking. Ooh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. So, yeah. Snoop Dogg, let's bring Martha into this. Let's whip up some meals and... He's still not on my list, blends. though. <laughs> he's still not on my list. And then, um, this is weird, but someone I've always wanted to meet, and it's, you either love her or you hate her, Nancy Grace. Pass. I would totally, I would meet up with her. I would, oh my gosh. Yeah. Let's break down Jody areas. I mean, if we were going to get into, like, celebrities, (laughs) there's a lot that I could just, like. (laughs) My true crime celebrity is, like, like, wanting me is Nancy Grace. Who's my true crime celebrity? I feel like I I really want to meet Paul Holes, who's coming to Portland here soon, and I like wish I could figure out how exactly Powell's is doing things for that. Oh, I yeah. keep needing to call them, but like I always call on the weekend when they're closed. Um, so I really want to meet Paul Holes, but I don't know. Other than that, I don't know that there's anyone that I'm like itching to meet. He's coming for a book signing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me yep. know. We'll go together. Okay. What are your top three podcasts, either true crime or not? Um, this was asked by Florencia. Oh, hi, Florencia. Um, Morbid, because it was the first one I ever listened to. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as not true crime, my favorite, and I think I've mentioned it before, is because I also, like, forgive me for saying this, but above true crime, I love creepy more. So anything ghost is my go-to going grocery shopping. It's in my ear. I'm listening to people talking about weird lights going off in their house or weird, you know, handprints appearing in their mirror wall. Like it's, I, I love, love creepy. So anything ghost, it's been going on forever. Um, and it's either the host is reading a story that's being sent in from a listener or a listener is able to also send in 
they're recording themselves their story. So there's a mix of those. So it doesn't get too monotone. Um, You know, people are putting their own inflections into their stories and it's firsthand. So they're like an hour long. So it's super good for like grocery shopping or doing whatever. So those are two. And then right now, as far as another true crime, although I do love, and that's why we drink, but they've let me down because of the whole canceling thing, whatever. Um, Wait, what? Because don't they keep canceling the show that we were supposed to go to? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant like they'd done something to be canceled. Oh, yeah, we got no, tickets no, no. to their live show and they had COVID happened, so. Yeah, but then it got rescheduled and then canceled. Anyway, so right now is Red Handed. Oh, I haven't listened to that. Oh, my God. I love their girls. They're British, so their accents alone, they're cussing. I'm I'm learning all these new words. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's just fun to hear them just because they're so they're so candid and they're they're having fun. They're just two friends like us just talking about true crime. Yeah. Um, and they just sound like lovely girls. So those are my top three. Mine is Killer Psyche. Um, Candace DeLong is the host. She's a former FBI agent and criminal profiler. Ooh. And I really, really like her perspective on things. So I really love that one. That's like one of my probably my number one. Um, I also am a big fan of Morbid, and I've also, but you already said that one, so I'll dabble in a couple other things. I really like The Opportunist, which I have talked a lot Mm, about. Yeah. Um, And then I have recently been listening to Dateline. Ooh. They have a podcast. It's literally their regular Dateline episodes turned into podcast format. I'd rather listen than watch. So. I've been listening to Dateline episodes on... Oh, and, 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 I just got, like, a, a spur of whatever. Um, <laughs> Keith Morrison, off some of, like, the Dateline episodes, started doing a couple episodes, uh, or a couple of podcasts that are, like, the, the thing about. So he did The Thing About <coughs> Pam. Oh, yeah. Which has now been turned into a show. Love that. Um, and then he did The Thing About Helen and Olga. And it's two women that are doing basically like they're doing insurance or life insurance fraud. Ooh. Yeah. Which involves murder. Duh. So I really liked the thing about Pam and the thing about Helen and Olga. Have you watched the thing about Pam? Yeah, I didn't like it. You didn't like it? Mm-hmm. Okay, first of all, it's not done. I still didn't like it. I love it. It feels it feels a lot to me like Desperate Housewives, yes. where it's supposed to be dark, but kind of like funny like satirical almost i don't know it does feel like they're trying to make like mm, light of it well i think it's hmm the bouncy feel of it like the like the fun that's how i would describe it it. yeah it's got a little bit of a like a mischievous kind of feel to it i think that's showing pam's perspective like i'm getting away with this um this is happening Mm. around me and ha 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 this world is like my world and that's is very astute of you yeah you know so i think it's her perspective of how the world is viewing this whole case with that in mind i might go back and try and watch it because that might change the feeling for me a little bit so i don't think it's trying to make fun of the of the case because it's very serious case if you haven't yeah. if you haven't watched it it's on is it on hulu yes i think it's on hulu it's episodial um renee zellweger does a phenomenal job um you wouldn't recognize her if you didn't know her <laughs> she's been unrecognizable for a minute now she definitely has um but 
she, I mean, this whole, the case is ridiculous. Um, and the handling of the, the case yeah. is um, even more ridiculous. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let me see. Would you consider taking the podcast to a podcast festival? Yes, we have applied <laughs> yes. to do CrimeCon <laughs> multiple times and have not been picked. Yeah. And if there's other podcast festivals, please let me know where because we would apply. We would just show up in the creeper and be like, we're here. Yep. <laughs> where did we start talking? Exactly. <laughs> Who wants to talk about Scott Peterson? Let's go. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, somebody asked... Uh, what is your favorite meal to cook? And I laughed and I was like, I don't cook. <laughs> um, so either your favorite meal to cook or if we're going to put a, a spin on this, if you will. Okay. What would be your last meal? Oh, man. I think we've had this conversation we before. We did have a conversation, but I don't remember what we said. Oh, we landed on like pizza, Diet Coke. <laughs> yeah. Staples. Yeah. Um, but it had to be McDonald's Diet Coke. <laughs> Yeah. Or Chick-fil-A Diet Coke. I know you're anti-Chick-fil-A, but they do have really good Diet Coke. Um, so as far as like my favorite cook to meal, my favorite cook to meal, my goodness, my favorite meal to cook. I love cooking. Love, love, love cooking. It's one of my love languages. Um, and, but recently I've like honed in on my chicken pot pie skills. Ooh. Ooh, girl. Let me tell you. Ooh. Ooh. I didn't know I had this in me. Make a nice little roux, nice little flakery, buttery crust thing okay. going on top okay. of it. Oh, girl, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And it's so easy to make, too, which I never, the only pot pie I grew up having was um, the the little Marie calendar, like little oh, single yeah, yeah. serve. When we found those as Hispanic family who had never had a meal like this, we went ham. Like, we would have, we would go, like, couple months in a row like oh what are we you know doing for dinner it was those mm -hmm. so i never had a homemade one until two months ago i'm 33 and anytime they were like what's for dinner i'm like how about a pot pie so <laughs> so that's it that's recently that's one of my favorite meals as far as desserts there's uh the danish birthday cake which i love making because everyone loves it it's just uh the banana cake. Mm -hmm. um, you know me. I love cooking. Yeah. So. I do not. I, I love know. eating. Yeah. <laughs> not cooking. I love, love cooking. So. Because um, it's my time. That's when I, I'm listening to either a podcast or I'm watching a true crime show. And I'm just in the kitchen and I'm in my zone kind of thing. I like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel that zone when I'm cooking. <laughs> I don't. Um, I got a question that I am going to answer because I kind of already alluded to it, that it was a question that I wasn't sure about answering. Um, but I did say almost everything would be on the table. So I got a question asked to me directly. Am I ready to date? Ooh. Um, short and sweet. The answer is no, okay. I'm not. And you guys have been part of my life. You know, what's gone on with me. If you haven't, you'll go back through the episodes. You'll figure it out very quickly. Um, no. But obviously, I faced a lot of loss in 2020, and I'm still working through all of that, and I'm not in any position to date, nor would it be fair to the person right. that I would date to date at this point. Um, so no, I am not 
not going to be dating anytime soon. Okay. And that's my answer. Um, what unsolved crime lives rent-free in your head? Two. McCann Benet. John Benet Ramsey. And Madeline McCann. I think those are good ones. Um, mine is Kyron Horman. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> but, oh my gosh. Yeah. I just finished a book on, on his case too. Even after I finished a book, I was like, I'm still not ready to talk about it because there's so much more that like to, to discover. And I want to reach out to the dad, but, um, we all know who did it. <laughs> <laughs> We all know who did it on a lot of them. Yeah. I think Madeline McCann is the one that I'm most like, I'm not sure it was the parents and it no. doesn't make sense that it would be the no. parents because they were at dinner with people when she disappeared. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't they didn't them actively firsthand. do it. Right. Yeah. But I can't say that it was even them secondhand. So yeah. I, I don't know what happened with McCann. Um, but yeah, Kyron Horman, if you, if you don't know who we're talking about, we're mm-hmm. both Oregonians and at least for me, I was in, I think, my sophomore year in college or my freshman year in college. So I was fresh to Oregon. And, you know, it's this kid who disappeared from school. From school. He never, I guess, well, <laughs> you're going to start make me start talking about it. The I think kid's it, been disappeared. This is such a famous case in the yeah. United States. If you don't know what it is, I don't know where you were. Yeah. But. It's, um, and and it sounds like by all accounts it was the stepmom. Yeah, yeah, that's what everyone's opinion is. You can start a conversation with any Oregonian, um, mm. and they at least have you know a couple degrees separation. Someone they know, someone. Um, I think you guys used to work with someone who worked closely with his dad. Um, Baby, yeah, yeah, and so that's probably are into well i mean the dad is willing to talk about it at any time oh good because he's well don't out all of our no no no, but i'm saying he's always out at any public um, gathering with a table with fine uh fine chiron you know stuff so he's never given up hope that someone knows something yeah um but yeah when when i feel ready We'll, we'll, car- we'll cover Kyron. It's a big um, one to take on. It is a big one. There's just so much. And just because it's so close um, to us that we're like, we know these areas. There's so many timelines. Um, so, yeah, we'll cover that one soon. Do you have a good book recommendation? Yes. So, speaking of Kyron Horman, I just finished a book called Boy Missing. And that one is by Rebecca Morris. And it's um, it's a book about the whole case of Kyron Missing. So um, definitely recommend that. That's just one of my more recent reads slash listens. I actually, um, I have been documenting the books that I'm reading this year. I saw year. that. I'm not reading anything true crime. Um, it is for me, well. I shouldn't say that entirely. It's not intentionally true crime. Um, but I, my brain is so overwhelmed with so many different things that reading a good book has 
for a very long time was very impossible for me. Um, my ADHD is just way too strong and I get distracted and I'm done halfway through. And yeah. if I'm not, I skip ahead to the end to figure out what happened and then oh, I'm no. over it. You are that kind I of person. I am. I, I need fast, <laughs> instant results. So I have slowed my brain down and I find that reading helps me do that. And if it's a good book, I'm able to, to do that. I stayed up till four in the morning one time reading a book. So... If you are looking for just regular book recommendations, follow my personal Instagram. I okay. won't be posting it on the regular podcast Instagram because they're not crime related or spooky related. Well, again, some of them. Some of them. <laughs> Verity by Colleen Hoover. Spooky, a little crimey. Okay? So, like, it's in there. Um, but follow my personal Instagram. It's Mackenzie Sumner, all one word. And I have a reel that I have saved on there, a highlight, not a reel, a highlights, a highlights on there <laughs> that says books and is literally all the books that I'm reading as well as rankings. Wow. I know. I'm very thorough. Join my book club. Yeah, right? <laughs> Join my book club. club. Um, yeah, I have all my recommendations on there as I'm going through things. So do with it what you will. Cool. Um, last question that we had is what accomplishment are you most proud of? Hmm. That we're here. That it's still going. Um, and again... It know, doesn't have to be podcasting. Well, you can do anything. Oh, well, no. I mean, well, okay. So I'll do as far as the podcast. I'm very proud that it's still going. Um, I think that it could have been I mean it's about to get personal like it's um I I can't imagine going through what you've gone through and coming back to do something that's you know a fun thing and I'm grateful that you've you found that and like you said it was something that you know you guys shared um, and, and you've used it as, as a form of um, release or enjoyment, that you found enjoyment in it again. So I'm, I'm glad that we're here. I'm proud that we're here. Um, yeah, we're still going strong. I enjoy the time I get with you. Stop it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> um. Just because I, 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 you know, it's, it's, uh. <laughs> um, you can't talk about this with everyone, you know? know, so it's just like, it's, um, it's a nice, quiet downtime. It's stressful leading up to it every single week. You know, every time we record, you, you know, you want to make sure you got your stuff down right. But I look forward to the time that we record, um, to the feedback that we get. It's just a fun Hangout time. Yeah. And I'm and thank you for still coming through. <laughs> uh, so I think that's both podcast and life. Yeah. So. Oh, I don't know that I can answer that question myself at this okay. point without crying. <laughs> uh, okay. Those are our. You guys made her cry. Yeah. I'm not taking well, you that made one. Me Damn it. You made me cry. <laughs> Um, it's been, again, it's no secret. My life over the last year and a half has been not great. So, yeah, 
But that being said, um, it does give me a lot to be proud of because I do consider myself a very resilient person at this point. And so during this time that has been my biggest tragedy has also been the time that I've accomplished the most in my life. And for that, I am grateful and... You should be proud of yourself. Yeah, and I've surrounded myself with the best people. Like, I truly have the best people. Um, what nobody knows is that, you know, um, sorry. <laughs> it's fine to leave all this in there. Um, Mikey dying was the worst night of my life, and I called Kara that night. And I told Kara not to come. And I truly didn't want them to come. I needed to figure out, I needed to be with Mikey's family. I needed to figure out what was going on. And I opened the front door to my house to walk outside to get something. And Karen Fatina were getting out of their car and walking up the driveway. And they'd showed up that night. So on the worst night of my life, Karen Fatina were there. And so it has been very hard to come back. It's been a hard project to continue. Um, But I truly have the best people in my corner at all times with everything. And when people ask, like, how do you guys know each other? And, like, how did all of this start? That, to me, doesn't seem as significant to me as everything that happened after we met. So I'm grateful to you every day for just being there. And literally giving me an out at any moment and (laughs) having patience with me as I figure things out with my life. Um, I'm grateful. So thank you. I love you. (laughs) Love you. And uh... (laughs) plug. Always have your location services on. Yes. (laughs) True. (laughs) Yeah. I guess that is how you guys found me that night. Yep. (laughs) You, I mean, your, your knee-jerk reaction was like, don't come out. And I, as soon as that phone hung up, I was like, I got, I got where she's at. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Ugh, this was supposed to be, like, fun and, like, <sighs> anyway. But it's supposed to be real, so. It is real, so that's the real us. You know, we, uh, it, it feels like a, like a end-of-the-year show or something. Yeah. But it's, um, it's really been fun. And I look forward to a lot more funds and a lot more episodes and the interactions that we have with you listeners. And you're really like friends and family. So you really, uh, we, I look at the map. Um, sorry, just since we're talking about the podcast, it's uh, one of my, my favorite um, early on memories about the podcast is when we started getting charting of where it was getting listened to and watching everything we were like excited just like see all the different states pop up but then we saw all the different countries oh my gosh when countries started popping up that was was crazy oh my god we're it's happening (laughs) it's happening um and we and know. now we're ranked in places like Indonesia and Malaysia. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and, and that's crazy to me. It's 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 nuts. We're um, on charts in other countries. I know. So it's that's that's blown my mind. Blown my mind um, that there's listeners everywhere. That hopefully someday we all get to meet. Um, and yeah, yeah, learned a lot about editing. <laughs> About saving files so we don't lose them. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot that that happened. <laughs> yeah. What one was that? Oh, the creepy one that we recorded where, remember the audio? Just like, I, re- I re- No, but what happened with the one that I was so... Oh, the Luca Magnata follow-up. The Netflix. Yes. We did a review oh. on the Netflix special and our audio didn't save or it got wiped it's out somehow. Happened. And we had to wa- do it all over again. And it was it like was... two hours worth of stuff lost. Yep. And it was um, weird because I, I remember this specifically. Mackenzie was saving this little gold nugget so that she could tell me while we were recording and get like my honest, truest reaction. And it was one of those gasping moments. And it was gone. And we lost it. So we <laughs> we had to re-record it. And I think we we led with, sorry, these are not first time reactions. Yeah. <laughs> we learned a lot. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. And then that episode that we did with the Dubic box, or what's it called? Dubic. Dubic box. The the demon box, remember? Also, seriously. No, so it was many... The Conjuring. Oh, yeah. Things Creepy blew to pieces shit started after that. having here. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I remember it was For right around my weeks. birthday. Yeah. Was it my birthday? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I did. No. Yeah. 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 It would have been October. Party. It was October. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because of October. So. Yeah. Stuff started flying around in, in the garage. Um, we were in here and there was stuff happening. The lights kept going off. And then when I did the editing, remember, it just like mm-hmm. completely vanished. Yeah, I filmed it. We filmed, recorded it, I want to say like the day before your birthday, because then the next day or that yes. week and there's things happening in the garage on your birthday. Yep. Yep. So that was weird. That's a memorable moment. Yeah. So you've gotten the good, the bad, the memorable, the vulnerable. I know. I feel like this is an award show. It's just missing a slap. I'm just oh. kidding. <laughs> Not trying to resign anytime soon, so. Oh, my gosh. Fight with your words, people. Yeah. Yeah. Unless okay. you want to end up on the podcast. Yeah. So there's that. But, like, don't for that reason. Don't, don't do it to end up on a podcast. <laughs> but if you do, could you sign off on it, please? <laughs> Oh, okay. And then last thing I'll say about the podcast. One of my favorite things to look into was Jonestown. I love Jonestown. That was a good episode because you, um, I remember when you said you were going to do Jonestown, I was like, oh, Jonestown. Because you think that you know everything there is to know about something. Mm -hmm. And I still found myself so interested in what you were telling me. Yeah. I was very pleasantly surprised. I just, I like the, um, the history or the, what is it called? The epitomology, epitomology of like the root. Epidemiology. Uh, something like something. that. Sometimes I like making up words in my oh brain. Oh God, no. Somebody's you know? going to like give us a four star review and drop it down <laughs> because we didn't have the right word on there. No shade, but shade. Because oh, you shaded yeah. me. Was it like Moses didn't part the Red River? He parted or the re- didn't the Dead, Dead sea, sea or something like that? I don't we also know. had another one, not to like slam any reviewers, um, that was like, oh, because I said Phil Hartman was most known for his character on The Simpsons. Apparently, he's most known for being on SNL, but not for our generation. Not for me. Not for our generation. <laughs> I don't feel like our generation is super SNL-y. Like, I don't um, think like that's... Not super SNL. I I watch SNL. Mm, I feel like that was our parents' generation. I still remember watching like Mad TV. I never watched SNL growing up, but I know my 
my parents did. And they talked about, you know, this cast back when SNL started and, like, you know, Steve Martin and, like, yeah. all these... Um, that was their comedy. That was their comedy relief. And who's the guy that does all of the voices and impersonations? Dana? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Dana Carvey. Yeah. Like, that... That SNL era is not my SNL era, so like yeah. I don't think of Phil Hartman as being on SNL. I think of him as being on Jingle All the Way. Like, oh, that's funny. That's <laughs> true so. too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sorry. We don't. We still love you guys, <laughs> even though you didn't give us five stars. It's fine. It's if they're fine. still listening here, can you rethink that? <laughs> can you just like go back and edit if it? You just like you know, if you're listening at this episode and you're still sitting there on four star, let's let's go back and let's check back in on that. <laughs> also, for my um my friend in Chicago, you know who you are that gave us a four star just because she thought she was being funny. If you could go back and change <gasps> that now, that would be great. No. Yeah. Oh, no, no. That's like, not Like, right funny. at the very beginning, no, she no, was no, like, no. she's like, gotta keep you humble. Please oh go back and change gosh. it. <laughs> no. Oh, no. That's why when I do surveys, like, at, you know, you know, restaurants or whatever service they send you a, a review, of, like, if I don't have five stars, unless it's a one star... I'm not going to give you anything in between. That's not your mother-in-law. No. 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 <laughs> Love you, Kim. Love you. <laughs> She'll give you a four star, though, for, you know, if, if you weren't 100% at the top of your game, whatever. Oh, she's service. not. Even if she wasn't in there, she'll give you a four star. <laughs> even if she didn't experience just her impression walking by, she'll give she you a four star. She just got 2.5 million reviews of her reviews, though. Views of on her reviews. Oh, good for her. That's a lot. Oh. That's a lot of people. So, all right. That was nice. Yeah. I like that. Let's do this again. Yeah. This, we can celebrate this, actually, because I was looking at our things today. And this week, we will hit 200,000 downloads. Stop. So, make That's this nuts. our 200,000 download episode that's nuts yeah. just a chat with some friends yep cool okay all right if you're still here thanks so much for listening yeah you already got the plug go do the review if you have go, a four yeah, go, go change give it. us a five-star <laughs> review you don't even have to leave a comment just do a five-star review but uh, also leave a comment but also leave a comment please but like don't criticize me you over something small you can in the review as long as you leave a five-star please you can you can tell us how to get better as long as it's a five-star i don't care my argumentative personality wants to justify myself to every single comment that is like even the slightest criticism but I it's fine i wish we could reply to the reviews i know but you know they they don't let you do that because i need to brush up on my bible apparently there's there probably some Mackenzie down the line somewhere in the beginning that could reply to reviews and they're like we're not letting that happen there was again. some Mackenzie <laughs> she ruined it for all of us ruined it all <laughs> alright guys it's been fun thanks for the questions thank you okay okay bye 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 bye